Hey, I'm Brandon, the online campus pastor here at Big Valley Grace, and thank you for taking a moment to watch this message. It is the teaching portion from one of our live weekend worship gatherings, and we have those every single weekend here online and in person, and I just want to extend an invitation to you to join us. We're just a local church, local body of believers, and we would love if you would join us uh, on a weekend upcoming here sometime soon. Uh, but as we get headed into this message together, a couple things just want to point you to. One is a connect card. If there's any way that, that we can pray for you, if you want to contact us, that Connect card form is just a really great way uh, to let us know that you're joining us. Any next steps you want to take, stuff like that is right on there. Also, if you want to bring an offering, a worshipful gift uh, to King Jesus, you can do that right on our Give page on our website or via text. So hope you enjoy the unpacking, the unfolding of the Word as we look at it together. Well, I welcome you as well to Big Valley Grace Community Church. Welcome to everyone who's right here in the Modesto campus, and welcome to everyone who's joining us right now live in our online campus. We're really excited to be together to worship the Lord. If it is your very first time at Big Valley Grace Community Church, welcome. We are really glad that you are here. Thank you, my friends. It is my hope that by being here today, you might receive great encouragement, great encouragement, in the things that God wants to fill your heart and mind with, that as you leave today, you would be filled up, full, full of the good stuff, the God stuff that the Lord has planned to build into your life today, uh, that you might face whatever comes next with his encouragement as you've heard from his word and you have fellowshiped with his family. And so welcome. If it's your first time here, we're really glad that you're here. Welcome. We are heading into a new series about being a member of the body of Christ. If you have a Bible, you can take your Bible and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to look at the entire chapter today. If you do not have a Bible, we want to give you a Bible. Here on the Modesto campus, the way we can do that is right after the gathering in the altar room. It's a room we pray for people in. We would love to give you a Bible. It is a free gift from your church family. If you're with us online, you can contact our online campus pastor, Pastor Brandon, and we'll get a Bible to you. We want everyone to have a copy of the Word of God, that you would have it for yourself to be able to read and enjoy the Word of God. So as we begin in this new series, I will start in this way. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is the head of the church, his body, which has many members. I appreciate it when God uses things to help us understand spiritual realities and he gives us something physical to help us understand it. And in the scriptures, it clearly articulates that those who belong to Christ make up his body and that Jesus is the head of the body and that the body has many members. And we're gonna look at what 1 Corinthians 12 has to say about this. It's a, it's a chapter that has a lot in it. We're gonna pull out some key things that have to do with being a part of the body of Christ. But when we understand having a physical body, which every one of us has, we have a physical body. When one part of your physical body is doing great, your whole body rejoices. When one part of your physical body is not doing well, your whole body experiences that pain or that suffering along with it. And when a member of the body of Christ is doing great, the whole body of Christ rejoices with that member. 
When a member of the body of Christ is suffering, the whole body of Christ enters into that suffering with that member of the body. And I want to explain just a real practical example of that here, and then we're going to take a moment to pray. I'm going to share with you about a few family members who have gone on to be with the Lord, and we're going to have opportunity to pray for anyone who would need prayer in this, this morning as we begin. Uh, Max Fortuna, there's a picture right here of him who's played bass in our worship team. He always stood right over here as he played bass. He served here at Big Valley Grace for a very long time. And this last week, he was promoted. He graduated. And he is now in the presence of his creator, who he placed his faith in, his trust and his hope in Jesus Christ. He is in glory. And he, is, he has met his redeemer. Randy Beauchamp served right back there at that door for many, many years. Great smile, very welcoming. Always a pleasure to be welcomed in by Randy in this last week. He graduated, he's been promoted, he's in glory, he's face to face with his creator. Another member of the family of God, we have our family ministries director, Lisa DeMont, her grandmother, a believer in Christ, was promoted, graduated to heaven this week. And that's just a few examples. There may be others, in fact, we wanna give opportunity right now, if you have had a loved one who has passed. Maybe it was this last week, maybe it wasn't this last week, but you're still dealing with it and you're working through it and you're still in the process of, of grieving. We wanna give opportunity to pray for you. And if that would be you, you've had a loved one pass and you would like to receive prayer right now, we would just invite you to stand. And we're gonna take time right now in the gathering to pray for those that I've mentioned and for anyone who is standing right here. Because as a member of the body of Christ, we wanna come alongside and care for any of those, that's, that's wonderful, thank you. And we wanna pray for you, wonderful, thank you. That's great, there are many who are standing, we wanna pray for you as well, as those that I've mentioned, absolutely. Let's pray right now. Father God, Lord, I lift up the loved ones of Max, the loved ones of Randy, the DeMont family. Lord, as I look around the room right now and I see those who stood, God, I lift up them and their families. And Lord, you know every person who has passed on. And God, I pray for those who are standing. I pray for these who we've mentioned. God, would the goodness of the grace of Jesus Christ, the love of our Lord, flood into their lives. And in every place of hurt and every place of grief, would it be filled with the hope of Jesus Christ as Lord God and Savior from our sin. And God, would you use and work in every one of these opportunities that the message of hope in Christ would be displayed and shared throughout all of these families. That we would continue to point to Jesus Christ, who is our Redeemer, and point people to him. Lord, we're so thankful that as someone places their faith in Jesus Christ when they pass on from this physical life, they are alive, spiritually, ever more for eternity, in the presence of God, experiencing the fullness of pleasure before you, in glory. And God, we're so grateful for that, thank you. And so we come alongside one another as a church family, we lift one another up to you, and we say thank you, God, for your goodness and your love. And may we continue to care for one another and point one another to you. And we pray this in Jesus' name and all God's family said.
Amen. If you are standing, you may be seated. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is the head of the church, his body, which has many members. In Psalm 89, 26, it says that Christ is the rock of my salvation. Jesus says himself, on this rock, I will build my church. Paul writes that Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. In Colossians, it says that he's the head of the body of the church. He's the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. And the word preeminent is this emphatic, he himself first. That is who Christ is. He himself first. He's the head. He's the head. It is about Christ. It is about exalting Christ. And as a member of the body of Christ, it is our highest purpose in life to bring glory to the head, to bring glory to Christ as a member of his body. So let's look at what it looks like to be a member as we walk through this passage, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. First, members are in God. If you are a member of the body of Christ, you are in God. You cannot be in God unless you are a member of, of the body of Christ. And if you are a member of the body of Christ, you are in God. You, are, you do not have the opportunity to have one foot out of God and one foot in God. There are no fence line. You are either in God or you are not in God. But if you are a member of the body of Christ, you are in God. Now, if I might bring some lightness to the topic and the room here for a moment, there was a moment where I call a lot of people. I'm not a big fan of uh, texting and email. I would really rather talk to you face to face or hear your voice on the phone. And so I call a lot of people. And I was calling somebody, I was driving, and I was calling somebody and the call dropped. So I called them again. And the call dropped a second time. So I called them again, and this time they picked it up, and as soon as they picked up the phone, they just started cussing me out. I mean, they lit me up like a Christmas tree. And when they took a break to take a breath, I said, I just want you to know I am so sorry. I did not mean to be prank calling you or crank calling you or anything like that. You know, I am a pastor at the church and you signed up to serve and I'm calling to follow up with you. And immediately they said, oh Lord, oh praise God. Praise God, pastor. Oh, I'm so glad you called. Oh, what an opportunity. What an opportunity for the gospel. You cannot be cussing Jesus out and praising Jesus in the same voice. It doesn't work. That's how this passage starts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. There are only two ways to be led. You will either be led astray or you will be led by the Holy Spirit of God. Jesus was accused by the scribes of being possessed by Satan. 
It was an accusation they brought. They, they said he's possessed by Beelzebub and by the prince of demons, he casts out demons. He has an unclean spirit. And Jesus responded, well, you know, a house divided can't stand. Satan doesn't cast out Satan. You're either led astray by the enemy or you are led by the Holy Spirit of God. Paul writes to the church in Corinth here in the next letter he writes, for the love of Christ controls us. We are controlled by the love of Christ. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed and the new has come. If you are in Christ, if you're a member of the body of Christ, you are in God. And the encouragement it is, submit to him. Let him lead you. Do not be led astray, but let the Holy Spirit of God lead you. Members are in God. Number two, members have the same God. If you are a member of the body of Christ, you have the same God as every other member of the body of Christ. It was six weeks ago in the New York Times. A very famous person passed away, a very famous political figure, world leader, passed away. And the very first quote that they used to explain what type of person this was, was this. If God is, and then they used a word, I'm gonna replace the word they used for the words against sin. Because the word they used, the heart of the reason they used the word was that God would be against sin. If God is against sin, I wouldn't worship that God. That was the very first quote they used to describe what type of person this was. If God is against sin, again, I'm replacing against sin with, for the word they use. If God is against sin, I wouldn't worship that God. What does that mean? That, that means someone takes a look at the scriptures, they look at the Bible, they, they see what's in the Bible, and they go, you know what, I get to this part right here, and you know what, I don't really like what it says, so I'm gonna just take some scissors and cut it out. And throw it away. Relax, it wasn't actually a piece of my Bible. <laughs> My mom taught me better than that. It was a piece of paper. You do not have the privilege to take God's word and cut out the pieces you don't like. You don't have the right to look at God and say, I don't like that part of you, Lord, and I'm gonna cut that out and form some type of false God. That's not how this works. God is not asking you your opinion about himself. He's not asking you your opinion about his word. He is who he is, and his word is what his word is. The name of God is the complete representation of who he is. And we do not have the right as a member of the body of Christ to snip away and cut away and say, I'm gonna form my own version of God. That is not how this works. We, as a member of the body of Christ, we have the same God, and the God we have is the one who determines all things. And we're to submit to him. The passage continues. Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all in everyone. In the Old Testament, when it was describing, what's the most important thing? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is 
one. When Jesus was asked, what's the most important thing? What's the most important commandment of all? Jesus answered, the most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And then he goes on to explain the commandment. As a member of the body of Christ, we have the same God. There is one true living God. And we look at passages like this, we can focus on the varieties of gifts, or we can focus on the varieties of service, or we can focus on the varieties of activities. But the point here is not to focus on the gifts. The point here is to focus on God who gives the gifts, the giver of the gifts. The purpose is to glorify the head, the head of the body, Jesus Christ. God gives gifts through the power of the Holy Spirit for the building up of the body for the purpose that Christ would be glorified, that Christ would be exalted. Members have the same God. Number three, members represent God. Years ago, my wife and I ran a business and we went through the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office and we created a trademark, a registered mark. It was a very interesting process to go through. Well, God has a registered mark. He has a trademark. In Ephesians, it says that we've been, we've been sealed with the promised Holy Spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance and until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Scriptures say that we were made in the image of God, male and female, he created them. In the image of God, he created them. When, when you were created by God, you have the mark of the image of God on you. When you place your faith in Jesus Christ, the presence of the Holy Spirit of God comes into your life to seal you as a guarantee of your redemption. God has placed his mark on you in creation, and when you come to faith, he places his Holy Spirit as a mark on your life. It identifies that you belong to the Lord, both in creation and in redemption. The passage goes on in verse seven, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. So now it's describing some of the ways the Spirit works. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. The Holy Spirit of God comes into the life of a believer to bless and gift, gift the believer. It is for the purpose that the body of Christ might be built up and that the head would be glorified, that Christ would be exalted. Yesterday, my nine-year-old daughter painted a painting and I guarantee you there will never be a painting that looks like the painting my nine-year-old daughter painted yesterday. It is absolutely unique. Well, you have been painted by God. You have been painted. He has painted you. You are a work of art that the master craftsman has created. And because he is proud of his work, he signs his name to it. And God has signed his name to your life. It is for the purpose that people would know that you are created in his image and he calls you to faith in Christ so that you might be redeemed for his glory. And he has his signature on you. And so members represent God. It's about him. 
Number four, members belong to God. Jesus told his disciples by this, all, all will know that you are my disciples by your love for one another. When the love of God comes into your life and flows through your life, it shows that you belong to him. When we think about going and loving your actual neighbor, when the love of God flows in your life in front of those who live around you, they will be drawn to the Lord because they see the love of God in your life and your neighbors will understand that you belong to God, that you are a follower of Christ when they see his love in and through your life. In verse 12, our passage continues, for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. And this is using language to help us understand that it's by the spirit of God we are immersed into the body of, of Christ. The spirit of God immerses us into the body of Christ. And then it lists some nationalities, Jews or Greeks. Now it's not listing those two because it's only for those two. It's listing those two because culturally those are the two categories that they would have been considering in this moment. But you can add whatever nationality to it. It goes on, slaves or free. And all were made to drink of one spirit. In other words, every member of the body of Christ has the spirit of Christ. The spirit of Christ has been placed into the life of every member of the body of Christ. You can't be a member of the body of Christ without having the Holy Spirit of God in your life. And you can't have the Holy Spirit of God in your life without being a member of the body of Christ. It is all one and the same. For the body does not consist of one member, but of Many, but of many. Now, I would share with you, this is really the heart of why we share about membership at Big Valley Grace Community Church. The heart of it is, who, who is it that God has assembled in this local expression of his body? And how can we know and understand who God has brought together in this local expression of his body so that we might be united and we might care for one another and we might encourage one another and serve one another all for the purpose of building up the body and glorifying the head. And, and during this series, we are offering our membership class across our campus, across all of our campuses, and we're offering a whole lot of membership classes. And if you go to bvg.org member, You'll find out all of the membership classes we're offering on our Modesto campus, all the membership classes we're offering through our online campus, all the membership classes we're offering through our series campus, and we're gonna have some that are online on demand. You can, you can use them at any time you want. And you just go to bbg.org member. The whole heart of this is, God, who have you assembled here as a part of your body of Christ that we might come together as the body, be committed to one another, in edifying the body of Christ and glorifying the head, who is Christ. This is about exalting Christ. And if you've never taken the opportunity to find out what it is to be a member at Big Valley Grace, we invite you into it. This entire series is an invitation into it, into being a healthy, active member of the body of Christ right here at Big Valley Grace Community Church. And I would invite you, please, hear this as me warmly welcoming you into it. A warm invitation to come and to find out what it is to be a member at Big Valley Grace. What does it look like to be a member of the body of Christ right here? Now the enemy, the enemy wants to separate the body. 
The enemy wants to come attack the body and separate the body with division. And the passage goes into talking about that before it continues looking at what it is to be a member of the body again. So division number one is I am not. The, the enemy wants to attack the body that we might think I am not. Because I'm not like them, I don't belong to them. And that's an attack from the enemy. The passage goes on in verse 15. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. We need to be very, very careful of the attack of the enemy for the enemy to make us think, I am not. Because I'm not like them, I don't belong to them. Division number two, I have not. This is another attack that the enemy uses. I have not. Because I do not have what they have, I do not belong to them. If the whole body were an eye, in verse 17, where would the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts yet one body. We've gotta be careful, the, the enemy wants to attack. And the enemy wants us to believe, I have not, because I don't have what they have, I don't belong to them. Well, God's the one who arranged everybody. God's the one who's made everyone unique and different. And if everybody was the same, where would the body be? Look, I have admired many people in the body of Christ. I have looked up to many people in the body of Christ. But it's a total failure for me to think, I wish I weren't me, I wish I were them. That's not good thinking. God made me to be me. And God made you to be you. Because he wanted us to be who he made us to be. God arranges the members. Division number three. I need not. Because I do not need what they can offer, I don't belong to them. The enemy wants us to think, I don't need anybody else. I don't need you. I don't need what you have. I don't need to come together as the family, the family of God. I don't need that. I'm just gonna tell you right now, the enemy is attacking very strong in this way, and I wanna give you a challenge, a very, very clear challenge. Next weekend is Super Bowl Sunday. I triple dog dare you to come to church next weekend. <laughs> I dare you to come together as the family of God to directly counteract this attack from the enemy that says, I don't need the rest of the body of Christ. And if you want, wear your jersey, and it'll be all right. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. you. You just can't talk like that. It's not true. You can't say you don't need the rest of the body. The enemy is attacking in these ways. Now, the passage goes back into explaining more about how, about members of the body. So number five, members are united in God. One of the prayers that Jesus prays in John 17 is he prays that they would all be one. In the same way that the Father and the Son are one, they experience perfect unity. It's the prayer of Jesus Christ that the family of God would experience unity that we would be one as they are one. Verse 22, on the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, 
that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together, which is exactly why we took time to pray for one another at the beginning. Now, I would share this. If you want to experience really the fullness of an expression of care in the body of Christ, you will see it and experience it and be able to contribute to it at the highest level if you get into a group that's smaller. To where there's some people who know you and you know them. They know what's going on in your life and you know what's going on in their life. And as needs arise, as care needs arise, you're able to address those care needs right there together with one another because you're actually in relationship with other members of the body of Christ. And so I encourage you, who are the people? Do you have identified the people that you're in relationship with? You're caring for them, they're caring for you. You're a part of of health in the body with them as you care for one another as members of the body of Christ. I would encourage you, make sure you know Who is that group? Who is that small group of believers that you're doing life with? Number six, members are unique in God. We've addressed this a little bit, but Ephesians 2.10 says, for we're his craftsmanship, we're his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. God has designed us. Verse 27, now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it, and God has appointed in the church, and he's gonna list some roles, and he's gonna list some responsibilities and some gifts. He's gonna ask some questions here. God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administration, various kinds of tongues, and then a bunch of rhetorical questions. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all possess gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret? The understood response would be no to all of those, no. Everyone's not the same. God has made members unique. He said, but earnestly desire the highest gifts and I'll show you the more excellent way. And then in the next chapter, he goes on to speak about love. The way that we operate in the body, that it's about love. The love of God flowing through our lives. And so, all of this, it's an invitation. It's an invitation into healthy, active membership in the body of Christ right here at Big Valley Grace Community Church. And that's what we're gonna be looking at during this series. What does it look like to be healthy? You know, when we think about our own body, our own body has systems, right? And each of those systems kind of need to be working. Well, we're just gonna look at how has God set up the body? And how can we have healthy activity in the body? And for some, this might be a series where you are, for the first time, gonna place your faith in Jesus Christ and you are gonna be welcomed into the body of Christ, and you will begin to be an active member of the body of Christ. For others, this might be where there's been a system that's a part of our faith that's kinda lie dormant, and it's time to wake that system back up. You know, there's a part that needs to become active. It was once active, but it needs to become active again. And why, why, why any of this? Why all of this? It's because of the exaltation of Christ. It is because the body, our highest purpose is to glorify God. It is to exalt the head. And so again, I share with you about our membership classes. We have our membership classes across our campuses, our Modesto campus, our online campus, our series campus, online on demand. You can just go to bbg.org slash member. The whole heart of this 
is as the local body right here at Big Valley Grace Community Church, we want to glorify Christ. So let's encourage one another in what does it mean to be healthy and active as a member of the body of Christ so that Christ might be the most glorified through us right here at Big Valley Grace Community Church. We're going to sing right now about exalting Christ. And then Pastor Brandon, our online campus pastor, is going to lead us through communion that we might exalt Christ in communion. So let's stand together and our team is gonna lead us in singing. And this is a, a chorus that we're about to sing. Let's put the chorus up. It says, we exalt thee. We exalt thee. We exalt thee, O Lord. And I encourage you to sing that out loud. We exalt thee. We exalt thee. We exalt thee, O Lord. I encourage you to sing it out loud. Sing it out loud and declare that you desire to exalt Christ and have the words actually come out of your mouth that the Lord might hear you, his child, say, I want you exalted. And let's embrace that together. It is our purpose as the body to glorify the head. So we're gonna sing about exalting Christ and then Pastor Brandon is gonna lead us through a time of communion. Next weekend, we're gonna look at what is it to have weekly worship? What does it look like to gather for weekly worship as the body of Christ? Let me pray. Father God, Lord, we love you. Thank you for the opportunity to come together to lift up the name of Jesus Christ to encourage one another in the family. Would you be exalted in all of our lives? And we pray this in Jesus' name and all God's family said, amen. <laughs>